Thank you guys for being here this morning. It's exciting to see y'all. It's fun to get to worship together. Um, very excited for the time that we're going to share together this morning. It's, it's a little bit different than the norm. Um, once a year, we pause right around the beginning of the year to just talk about stuff, church life stuff, family stuff. This is more like a family meeting. Um, and so we're gathering, we're going to reflect back on some things from the previous year. Um, for some of us, this might just be cause for celebration, things we experience together. Um, for, for others of us, it, it might just be an update on some things we may have missed. And, and then we're going to kind of give a where we at right this minute and then looking ahead into the new year. So that's where we're heading this morning. Um, thank you guys for, for being here for this. Um, there's, some of this can, can be a lot of details, and so I would just encourage you, um, if you're a note taker, you can do that. But if, if you're not, these will get posted um, online midweek when we post the sermon. And so you can look back at this stuff. Um, life groups are also firing back up this week. And so, man, it can be a cool time to process together, um, ask questions. If your life group leaders don't know the answer, they can ask me and get back to you. Um, but y'all can process stuff together. And then I'd even encourage you guys, um, uh, since everybody's kind of reconnecting, I'm sure you'll be just visiting about how we're, we're the holidays and stuff. But maybe even just spend a little bit of time praying for each other as you move into the new year. And so... Um, just encourage y'all to jump in. It's a great time to jump into a life group if you're not currently in one. And so I would encourage you in that as well. All right, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray one more time and then we're gonna jump into this this morning. And so um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for your great love for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you that um, we get to be called your kids and when we're talking about our church family here, that we can use the word family because you are our great loving father who has brought us in to relationship with you. Jesus, we thank you that you are our savior, that you've rescued and redeemed our lives, that you have forgiven us of our sin, you've, you've dealt with our past, you've secured our future and that you are alive and present with us. You're our Savior and you are our Lord, which means we can give you um, your rightful place as king in our lives. And so we choose to do that even this morning. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are the beautiful gift that the Father gives to his kids, um, that you're the long-awaited one that Jesus talked about and said it's for our benefit that he returned to the Father so we could receive the Holy Spirit. And so, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would come, um, do the things that you promised to do. You promised to teach us, to guide us, to help us. Um, God, I, I say to you personally, myself, I need those things in my life. God, I need your help and your guidance and your strength. I need you to teach me. God, as a church body, we ask you to do that for us corporately. God, would you be our guide and our leader? Lord, as we talk about things this morning, um, we might have some ideas and plans, and maybe you're even laughing at some of them. We, we, just, we commit them to you, and we say yes to what you have for us. Um, if we've got ideas that aren't of you, help us figure that out. We just want to walk with you. Lead us this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I know I'll knock that over if I don't move it now. All right, well... Um, Really quick, um, I want to just remind us of why we exist as a church, why Grace Chapel Knoxville is here. 
Um, You've seen this on our website. I hope we talk about it enough during the year. I try to find that balance between um, say it so often, um, who we are and what we're about, that you remember it and not that it becomes dead to your ears and it it doesn't resonate. Um, We exist to be equipping people to be passionate disciples of Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. Um, We're not here to fill a time slot. We're not here to fulfill a religious obligation. Not particularly interested in that. Um, What I believe in is the power of Jesus to change lives and that we're meant to know him and follow him and watch what happens when we give him our lives. And when we walk that out, when we follow Jesus, things change. He changes us. And the ripple effects are massive. We might not recognize it or believe it, but the ways that it begins to touch our families, our children, our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, um, it changes things. Discipleship was Jesus' plan from the start. He didn't try to fill stadiums with a lot of people after he rose from the dead and say, here I am, follow me. He took the few people he built relationship with and said, you go share what you've learned. And so we want to continue doing that. So really quick as a reminder, one of the core verses that we believe in is Matthew 4.19. I think in this very simple phrase, when Jesus was inviting the first disciples, he was laying out what it would look like to be a disciple of Jesus. And so in Matthew 4.19, um, he says to some fishermen, um, and Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And I believe there's three key things he's saying there about what being a disciple is. Number one, it's personal. I'm following him. I'm not following a list of rules and regulations. I'm following my living Savior, Jesus. I know him and I follow him. It it means things can be risky because if I'm letting him be in charge and I'm following him, that means wherever he leads, I go. Um, But it's the best place to be. And so we follow him. And then he says, I'll make you into something. I'm going to change your life. And so change happens in us. If we're truly following him, things will begin to look different in us. And then ultimately, it works out of us, and we get to impact other people. And that's where he says, I'll make you fishers of men. Um, Far too often in Christian circles, discipleship has been relegated to, those are the really serious people. Like, they attended church for a while, they decided to go in a little deeper so they get discipled. And then a lot of it even stops there. Discipleship is just, I go to these Bible studies, I take lots of notes, I fill my head with a lot of information, I enjoy it, I'm growing, isn't that great? And we don't put it into practice. I believe it's meant to be used. We should be active participants with the word of God. If I eat and then I go use that as fuel to operate in the world, I'm healthy. If I keep eating and eating and eating and don't move and don't use it, I get fat and ineffectual. I think we have a lot of churches that are full of fat people, (laughs) fat Christians who've learned a lot, and we don't ever get up and do anything with that. And so we, we want to be a group of people who are learning to follow Jesus, being transformed by him, and sharing that with other people. And, and at the simplest level, there are times where God will call you to radical things, absolutely. But I believe most of us are already surrounded with the opportunity to influence people. 
I believe he's placed you where you are. You have the spouse or the roommates, the family, the friends, um, the neighbors, the coworkers. Like you, you're in this town. Like he's, he's put you in those situations on purpose and we can live with intentionality. So that's the heartbeat of our church. Man, that's what we're hoping for for all of us. It's a process. It's messy. It's all right. We're growing together. But that's what we hope to be about. Amen? Yeah. Cool. Hopefully that wasn't brand new for too many of you, but there you go. All right, so let's look back a little bit on 2018. Um, just want to remind us of some fun stories from the year, cool things that we saw take place. Um, I don't know how much y'all remember this or care, but as I'm praying kind of each year going into the state of the church address, I really think about, you know, God, what's kind of the, the word for this year? What are we hoping for this year? And going into 2018, um, the word that I just felt like the Lord kept laying on my heart was established. And I don't know about you guys, I feel that this year. It was really cool over the holidays just having some moments of reflection going, man, we're still growing, we're still learning, but I just, we feel established. There have been seasons along the way where it's like, man, it feels like this thing could fall apart at any minute. Who knows if we're gonna get, gain traction? Do, do people even wanna come participate in this? And and it just feels great to feel established. And so here's some of the things we experienced together, um, kind of just following through the calendar. Last spring, um, we had a couple of, of men's and women's gatherings. We had a men's breakfast together. Ladies got together for a really nice dinner. We had an Easter sunrise service at the Cove. And I don't know about you guys, man, those are just such a special time to me. There have been cool, unique ways I feel like God just speaks to my heart, each of those. Um, and so that was kind of our spring. Um, we had the opportunity over the summer, we connected with a, a church called uh, the, the Bridge. Bridge Church. Bridge Church. Okay, I want to get that right. Bridge Church. Um, some, some friends of ours at a church called Providence planted a new church in South Knoxville. They're at, um, I think it's just South Knoxville Elementary is the name of the school. Anybody know if that's right? South Knoxville Elementary? Is that a thing? Okay. They're meeting there. Well, it was really cool. Alex and I got to connect with their version of me and Alex over the summer and spend some time with them in preparation. And then they came out here and participated on a Sunday morning with setup and teardown and kind of started figuring out what that might look like for them. Um, and then some of you may know this. We started talking with our elders and we're like, guys, we don't use our trailer anymore. It's just sitting at Alex's house. We used to haul it back and forth they, the school let us put this shed on the property. Let's just give them our trailer. Sure, we could keep it and use it twice a year for something, but eh, we'll go rent something at U-Haul for 20 bucks or whatever. So we donated our trailer to them so they could use it to haul gear back and forth. So it was really cool getting to partner with them. We're excited to see all that's happening there with the Bridge Church. Um, right around that same time in the summer, um, we did our barbecue and baptisms event. I love those. Um, we got to do a baby dedication as part of that event. Um, really just special time celebrating together as a church family. Um, one of the things I want to mention that came up after that this year is several of you were talking to me about your kids, and their interest is piqued by that. They're like, what is that? I think maybe I want to do that. And so what I want to encourage you guys with is as we get into the year a little bit, we're going to figure out a way to connect with each other and talk through what that looks like for them. How do you have that conversation with them? How do you help them decide if they're at the right 
age, if they understand the decision they're making. Um, man, we don't want to keep anyone from getting baptized that's ready to get baptized. And so we want to help equip you as parents. So be listening for that. We'll create some opportunity um, to, to teach our kids. And listen, if there's any adults that are wanting to get baptized, for sure we're going to baptize people that day. But we don't have to wait till our special event in August. Um, I love the story of um, Philip in the Ethiopian eunuch. And he shares Jesus with him and he gets lit up and he's like, what's preventing me from being baptized? It's like, there's water right there. Let's do it, buddy. And they did it on the spot. Um, and so we don't have to wait for those events, but they're a really cool celebration. All right, where am I at? Oh, um, a couple other cool things we got to do. You guys really helped in several ways to participate with the Knoxville Dream Center. Um, Ross Jones kind of heads that up. This is the ministry that does feeding under the bridge every single week. They've been doing it every Wednesday without missing a Wednesday for 27-ish. I mean, it was some crazy long number. They've just been faithfully going under the bridge every Wednesday for years. Um, so they do that. They work with Title I schools in the area. We all participated in a school supply drive to kick off the year for NSKIP Elementary and help get them school supplies. Um, more recently, you guys probably remember this, we gave out Thanksgiving baskets and Christmas stockings to kids at a local, um, it's at an apartment complex, but not everybody lives there. It's a gathering spot. So the Knoxville Dream Center not only works with Title I schools and the homeless, but they do feeding programs for, for low-income areas in our city. And so they find these areas called food deserts where it's a low-income area and they're, they're too far to walk to a grocery store and they come and they're a grocery store every week. And so on Thursdays, they show up, people come through the line, it's free, and they pick out their groceries for the week. And there's fruit and veggies and breads and all kinds of staples, canned goods and stuff. And it's a, really neat, it's a really neat thing that happens in our city. So we've been able to partner with them. We really love what they're doing. Um, okay. Um, and then our Christmas service. How many of you guys were able to this this year? A good chunk of you. Man, it was so fun. It actually kind of inspired this new little layout. I don't know if you love this or hate this or if it's irritating finding a new seat because we change things or what. Um, but, man, we all just kind of said, hey, we like how open it was in here. And so we decided to change it up a little bit. Um, but we had a great time at our Christmas service. Really thankful for all y'all's participation in that. Christina, you guys did a great job with the kiddos. They did awesome. Um, okay, now I want to talk about our volunteers um, this was really cool. Once a year, we try to acknowledge all of our volunteers um, and have a dinner and just a thank you for everybody. Our list was over 50 people that volunteered. Now, look around the room. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, on some level, everybody's just jumping in and serving, and we're so grateful for that. I mean, that's how a family works. Everybody's got to jump in. There's things you're good at, and it's like, man, you do that because you're good at that. Then there's the things that none of us want to do, but you just sort of suck it up and do it. And we're grateful because a lot of you guys have been very willing to serve the body in very tangible ways. And it just humbles me that people do that. It means a lot to me. I mean, it means a lot to all of us, but like, thank you. Thank you guys for doing that. Have just a sweet group of people serving. Um, kids ministry, I want to acknowledge what's happening there. Um, you know, it's such an uh, interesting ministry, right? It's like 
There's the few crazy ones of us that love kids and are thrilled to work with them. And then there's the rest of us that it's like survival, like, all right, I'll do it, okay. Um, But we've just had a lot of faithful people that have volunteered in that. Christina has done an incredible job shepherding that ministry. Can we thank her for just a minute for everything that she does? Um, Thank you. Um, She's got a team around her. You know, all these people are doing stuff for like, next to nothing, part-time, a few hours a week, and we get way more from them than, than they are paid to do it. But Christina um, is paid part-time and works probably close to full-time pulling things off. But she's got a cool team getting built around her. Courtney, um, many of you know Courtney. Um, she has stopped being a school teacher now that she's a mom, kind of similar to what happened with Christina. And she's coming on part-time as well and helping us with some kids' ministry stuff. So we're very excited to have her. Andrew is committing consistent time to being like the bro who's going to make sure everything is set up and work hard, and he's serving in the classes multiple times a week, and so Andrew is a part of that team, and Caroline is here in the room. Caroline has been covering all kinds of areas in our church in child care. She comes early to watch the Hawkins kids and whoever else is here setting up, watch their kids. She stays late. She is that a life group babysitting? Thank you guys for all you do to care for our kids. Um, there's also some ladies right here in the front row. So right here, Emma, Ashley, Emily, these guys faithfully serve in our kids' ministry constantly. And can we say thank you to them? I don't know how much choice they really get in the matter. They got some moms and dads that are like, you're going to jump in there. But man, I've never hear them complain and grumble. They do a great job. We're thankful for you guys. We love y'all. All right. Um, moving on. Okay. Uh, North Shore Elementary. We wanted to update you guys just on North Shore, our partnership here. So we, we obviously pay rent to be here. We pay for a custodian to be here. But we also try to bless the school. And so there's some ways that we do that. Um, We've helped take over their gardening. That's what they asked us to do. I was like, hey, what can we do for you guys? They're like, man, nobody ever pays attention to flower beds. So we, that's looked different at different times, but we've got a crew that's coming, and they mulch a couple times a year and weed the beds and keep that going. Um, we've done teachers' appreciation lunches for them throughout the year. This year we had an opportunity, kind of last minute. We're going to plan ahead more this year, but last minute they reached out to us and said, hey, you could come like have a table at our trunk or tree and give out candy and love on people. And so last minute, Amy and I just kind of jumped in. We ran to Target, got some candy, and had a great time doing that. So there may be a way for more of us to jump in and participate with that this coming year. Um, but we just got to see like every family come through the line and just love on them and love on their kids. And so it was a neat opportunity um, as well. So um, last thing, and it's not least at all, I just wanted to stop and emphasize this. Um, man, our life groups, it's been an incredible year on a lot of levels in our life groups. Um, they're growing and exploding. We branched one already. We are in process of creating a fourth North Knoxville group. We got a few, we're working out a few details, but we got plans coming together for a North Knoxville group. We think that'll be up and running by the end of the month. Um, and so it's exciting watching those grow, not just because they're bigger, okay? What's cool is people are participating in relationship with each other, and people are maturing into being leaders. And so we have folks who started by attending a group 
who then helped serve at that group who now are stepping into leading their own. And it's a really cool way to put into practice the discipleship that we're talking about. Um, And man, you can do it. You can love people. You can host people. Um, And so it's really cool watching that grow. Um, So we've got new leaders that have developed. Um, I was going to thank Kristen. She's on her New York birthday trip right now. But Nick's wife, um, Kristen, writes the life group questions like 90% of the time. I'll occasionally fill in. But she writes all the life group questions. I'm personally thankful for that. She does a great job with it. So you just want to acknowledge her. And then can we do this really quick? If you are a life group leader or co-leader or about to be a leader, could you stand up really quick so we could just acknowledge you guys? Come on, come on. All right, awesome. Thank you guys so much. We love y'all. We're thankful for you. Thanks for loving on our family. Okay, so there's a lot more I could talk about. Um, I feel like I'm hitting all these briefly, but there's a little bit of a sense of just some of the things that were happening in our body this year. Okay, I want to talk about finances for just a minute. Um, if you ever want to know more than this, come talk to me. We're, we're happy to share. We want to be open with you guys about what's happening with your finances. I'm going to give you some, some big picture numbers here so you can have a sense of where we're at. So first of all, our, our giving, so this is not not you guys tithing or me tithing. This is our church giving to other organizations, other ministries, other people. Our outreach and missions giving this year, we gave over $20,000 this year to other people outside of ourselves. Um, We did that through benevolence. So we were taking care of members of this body, you know, medical things, random repairs, just emergency unexpected needs. We got to come alongside and help people. Um, Thomas and Grant have been running that ministry. They're doing a great job. I would encourage you guys, if there's a need, go to them. They got it. They love you. They're qualified, and they, they want to help out. So if you have a personal need or you know of one in the body where you're like, hey, I don't know if this is on anybody's radar, but, man, so-and-so has this going on, and I really think they could use some help. Tell us. Um, there, there's more than just financial there, too. They're there for prayer, encouragement, support. Um, and so really thankful for those faithful guys doing that. Um, we gave money to North Shore Elementary. I kind of said some of the ways we did that. And then almost right at 12 grand, we actually are going to give a little bit more. We still have a couple grand left that we're just praying about where does it go um, that we're going to give to some, some missions organizations. And so briefly, here are the four main missions that our church supports. Um, number one, Andrew and Abigail Jolly. You guys know the Jollies? Um, God answers prayer. Two weeks ago on a Sunday morning, we stopped everything and said, her blood pressure's high, the doctors are concerned, they want to go ahead and induce labor and have this baby come early. And so we got them up, we prayed over them, they were gonna be going to the hospital early Monday morning the next day. They went to the hospital the next day and they said, you're great. Your blood pressure's normal, the baby's fine. Let's wait, you're a week away or so from your due date, just give it another week, go home. And she had a great restful week at home, got ready. I mean, I don't know, as restful as you can have being nine months pregnant. And so this past Monday, they went in as planned and had their, their beautiful baby. Um, okay, Eliora Ruth. Did I say it right? Eliora Ruth. It means God is light, I think, is what her name means. Really beautiful name. Beautiful girl. They're doing great. They're home and settled. Um, if you want to jump in on a meal train, there's one going on our Facebook page. You can do that. They're doing awesome. So Andrew and Abigail, they're here in Knoxville as missionaries. 
they work on campus at UT through a ministry called Bridges International. They work with international students, foreign exchange students who come in from out of the country, and they love on them. They share Jesus with them. They help give them kind of a home and a place, and they're doing a great job. So we support them monthly. We're, we, we believe in, the, in them personally and the ministry that they're a part of. Next, I'll, I'll talk about this briefly because I already did. Knoxville Dream Center is on that list. I was just talking about them and all the stuff they do. Um, and then there's two foreign missions that we support. One is our friends Brian and Rochelle Ray. They're in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, James knows them. They're in Mexico. They've planted a church in Mexico about the same time we planted this church in Knoxville. Um, Rochelle is from Mexico. Brian was just a Tennessee boy who went down there one summer to serve the Lord and met a wife and has kids, and they're now, they're now planting a church in that area in Mexico. Um, we'll talk more about that later in the service, but we support them. And then finally, Josiah's House. Many of you know about Josiah's House in the Dominican Republic. Um, this year, instead of giving monthly support, we kind of got creative and said, what do you guys need? And they said, what we need is to furnish this brand new house we've just received to have boys in it. You guys remember that? It was, it was like early in the year this year. And so you guys gave, the church combined some money with that. We, we gave close to three grand towards that project. The house is furnished. People are living in it. The family that's there have, have a young boy from Josiah's house living there, and there's room to grow, so they're ready to receive more boys. Um, and the young man that's there has special needs. I just, that, was, that was pretty cool and near to my heart that they've made a space for him that works. He was in a house that was packed, and it just wasn't working right. And so we've provided a space for him to have what he needs. Um, so that's kind of a, a tidbit of what's happening there. Um, if you want to learn more about those ministries, ask us. We can direct you to their websites. Um, and then we're just excited to see what, what might change and grow this year. Um, we will continue to support those for we're praying about another ministry or two we might begin to partner with. So there's that. Okay, now um, I want to update you guys just big numbers um, where our giving is at. So um, really quick, before we get into the specific numbers, and if it's already up there, Caleb, it's fine, you can leave it. But before we get into the specific numbers, I just want to map this for you. When we left Franklin, Tennessee to come here, and we were having conversations with our church back home that was supporting us, we all kind of agreed, we're going to give this, we're going to, we're going to go, and in three years, we want to be able to be on our own. And so they committed to three years of support. They helped launch us and get us started well, guess what? We have finished three years of being in Knoxville. And so I want to give you an idea of where we're at. We've kept our budget right around the same-ish number, 260, 270, give or take. There, there's been some times where, like, we made some big purchases to get some stuff kind of up and going, but we stay right around that number, 260,000, 270,000. So year one, our local giving, and you can put this stuff up on the board now, Caleb, we gave $36,000 towards that number. That was year one, 2016. That was our launch year. We weren't even really meeting until June of that year in the school. 36,000 came in. 2017, that grew to 125, which is awesome. And then this last year, 2018, we hit 190 with local giving. I don't know about you, that's, I think that's a big deal. Can we like celebrate that? Um, the other thing I was encouraging, I broke out my notes from a little summer update we did in August because I knew I'd talked about some of this stuff. 
we hit the goal that we said we were hoping to hit by the end of the year. It was really cool. It was right at that 190 number. So that's really exciting. So, so as of right now, we don't get support from Franklin anymore. We are on our own. We, we are young adults who moved out into their first apartment, and we're giving it a go. Um, and, you know, we're rolling up our sleeves and hoping it works out. Um, no, listen, um, this is a step of faith for us. If I'm honest, there's little moments of weakness where I get scared, but I'm really, I'm excited. And I think we're ready. And so I'm excited to see how we grow this year. So the number we're hoping for to come in this year is $260,000. It's a $70,000 increase. We've basically done that every year. We've grown about that much. So it doesn't feel crazy, um, but it's a step of faith. Um, The other thing we want you guys to know is that that increase that we're hoping for this year, because of faithful giving and us trying to be good stewards and be careful, that amount of money is already in the bank. We have that in the bank. So we're good, but our hope is that that doesn't have to be touched. Our hope is that that's a rainy day fund. It's, it's a way for us to really bless somebody. If the opportunity arises, there's money in the bank. And ultimately, you know, we would love, um, as we reach a place of being self-sustaining, to then start dreaming and talk this year. It's our own. And so having some money in the bank to help make that happen would be really helpful. So that's an idea of where we're at. That's what we're believing for. Um, that money enables us to give, as we've described. It enables us to support a modest staff with mostly part-time folks um, and pay rent here at the school. And then the rest of it is really just towards ministry stuff that we're able to do here together and outside of here. And so that's what that goes to. Here's what we believe about money. We believe that everything we have belongs to God. I believe that personally in my own life with my own finances. We believe that as a church. So what we want to do is we want to be like him and we want to honor him with our money. We want to do that in all ways, but we want to do that with our money. And so that means that we're going to be good stewards. Whatever comes in, we're going to do our best to be faithful, good stewards with it. Um, We're going to be generous with what comes in because he is a generous God. We're not going to be stingy and we're going to have gratitude. We're going to be grateful for how he provides for us. That's how we approach money. Um, So, man, that's what we're believing for. That's our action point this year. If you guys would join us in prayer, um, we're just believing that God's going to continue to grow this body, and we are going to be a self-sustaining body that, um, listen, it's not just about, hey, we can pay the rent and pay people's salaries. Man, we want to impact our city. We want to see people meet Jesus, fall in love with him, watch him change their lives. And we want to be a place that's a place of love and hope and refuge for people. And so our finances is part of making that possible. So there's an update on money. All right, so 2019, let's look ahead for 10 minutes or so. Looking ahead to 2019, um, plans and ideas. First of all, I mentioned this a week or two ago, it has been on our heart big time um, that prayer is such a central part of everything we do. We need Jesus. If we're just here doing this thing on our own and coming up with our plans and ideas, we might have something useful, but we don't just want something useful or practical that we can come up with. 
We want to be faithful to do what God's called us to do, and we want to trust him to do the things we can't do. I don't save people. I don't heal people. I don't watch, pe- I watch people's lives transformed. I don't do the transforming. None of us do. There are miraculous, powerful, wonderful things that God wants to do in people's lives. And so if we aren't regularly and consistently looking to him, talking to him, listening to him, and we just do it on our own, we're missing the boat. We don't want to do that. So as a staff, more and more we want to practice this. I really hope that that we will feel that prayer has been a defining component of who we are as a church going into this new year. Um, we're going we're gonna to kind of cast a wider net to get more people involved praying before we gather, available to pray with people when we gather. Um, man, we're committed in our staff meetings, elder meetings, planning to, to pray before we do anything and ask God for direction. Um, and at the simplest level, prayer is talking to God and listening to him. It's conversation. And so we want to encourage you guys. I don't know what that might look like even in your own personal life. But let, let him stretch you a little bit in this area of prayer this year and let's lean in together to seek him for what he has for our church. So prayer is a huge, that, that's an idea for this year. Does that seem like a good idea? Okay, a couple of us think that might be a good idea. Don, you think that's a good idea? I think it'd be a great idea. Okay, I've got another one for you. Leadership growth. Um, in a minute, I'm gonna introduce you to some people, but I wanna kind of set the stage for this. So, um, Man, as we grow, we want to see more people grown into who God has them to be personally, but also to meet the needs of the body in our community. And so um, for well over a year, we've been dreaming and praying about inviting some folks into some more leadership in our church body. Um, And then in the last six months especially, we really started praying about some specific people. Our elders got involved. We've met with some, some guys who are going to step into this. And so here's the funny thing. My idea was, hey, it'd be cool to have some guys, um, and really it's spouses, it's husband and wife, but to have some guys who, man, they're just faithful dudes. They serve, they give, they're just here. They care about the body. They're not promoting themselves. Um, and we could really use not just their help, we could use their wisdom. We could use some, some guidance and direction, some other voices. And so I had this brilliant idea of having an advisory board. Wouldn't it be cool if we had an advisory board? And then, you know, I just, as I was like defining what it would look like, it's, I'm going, you know what, actually, there's kind of this like Bible that defines things for you and, you know, your great ideas. And the Bible talks about deacons. And I don't know about you, like, I'm, I'm pretty not traditional, and, like, having a church with deacons sounds really official. Um, but it's like, there's deacons in the Bible. And then I got really excited because I started to just kind of look more into that word because I'm like, I think it only shows up in, like, a couple of verses. But if you look at the Greek word, um, number one, the most literal translation of the word deacon is to wait a table, to serve or wait a table. And immediately I was like, that's it. Because what we believe the biblical model is for leadership is servant leadership. Then I start doing some more digging, and there's a couple of Greek words that are translated serve or servant. But the Greek word deacon, uh, diakonos, sorry, that Greek word gets translated servant way more than it gets translated deacon in the New Testament. It actually shows up a ton. 
So let me give you a couple of examples. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, Jesus is talking about the way that the world leads and their leaders are in charge of people and, and lord it over them. And he says, you don't be that way. And then he said, I'm not that way. For the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. That's the same Greek word for deacon and to give his life as a ransom for many. Then he told his disciples in that passage and also in Matthew 23, verses 11 and 12, the greatest among you shall be your servant. Same word for deacon. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The bottom line is a deacon is like Jesus. It's a servant leader who puts others above themselves and serves for the greater good of the body of Christ. And so, man, we just started reading through that. It resonated with us. It's like, man, that's what we're hoping and believing for. Now, I think there are a lot of incredible people in our church who could qualify for this, who love Jesus, who serve, who have big hearts. But there's some guys who've just been faithfully doing this for a while. And so our elders have met. We agreed on these names. We've met with every one of these guys and laid out what this is going to look like for them. Some of it we know. Some of it will grow into it as the year goes along. But these are people who are here to love and serve the body. Um, and and y'all can look to as, as people for help, for guidance, for prayer, for support, for encouragement. Um, the cool thing was they were already doing like all the stuff anyways. We're just sort of saying, hey, now it's kind of official and come sit on some board meetings and help us make this. And so, um, so here we go. So um, in my notes, you can read the biblical qualifications for a deacon in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 8 through 13. You can also see an example of it in Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. It's the first place where deacons show up in the church. Um, again, the word there is servant, but it's the same Greek word. They select seven guys to help serve and meet the needs of the body. So um, with all of that said, um, I'm going to invite our new deacons up with their wives. A couple of wives were not able to be here this morning, but I'm going to read these names off, but if y'all would just come, kind of come up and stand here. Um, Grant and Christina Marshall, could y'all come on up? Uh, Vic and Christy Meta, could y'all come up, please? Tommy and Amy Nickel. Tommy's got their sweet little boy back there. Is he good to come up? You don't have to if not. All right. Lost my place. Nick, and again, Kristen's traveling, but Nick and Kristen Pinella. Andrew, thanks for coming this morning. Man, Dira had like an injury yesterday, like a head injury, right? Yeah, we think she has a concussion. So she wasn't able to be here. He's going to go right back home and take care of his wife. Um, so, buddy, we're going to pray for her in a second too. Okay. All right, so Andrew and Dira, Bob and Diane Spencer. I was a little iffy on them. Um, and then uh, Thomas and Bethany White. Can you guys come on up? All right, Grace Chapel. These are your deacons. Can we just kind of acknowledge them for a minute? Awesome. That's a pretty good looking group of people. I don't know if I can stand up here with y'all. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna agree together in prayer over our deacons. Um, would, our, would our elders, Rob and Alex and your wives can come on up? Would y'all maybe just come stand up here somewhere near some of these people? And um, you know what? This was pretty for the picture. Can we kind of just come crowd in a little closer here? Um, I'm going to come around behind you guys, and we're just going to pray a blessing over y'all this year and over our church. 
Um, I'm going to pray for Dira as well while we're praying. So if you guys could join us in prayer, that would be great. All right, well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for these faithful people. Um, God, we thank you, thank you that you laid it out in your word. This is husband and wife together. Um, and, and we thank you for these couples who love you, um, who are committed to following you with all of their heart. Um, God, we thank you that they have committed to loving and serving our church body. They already do this stuff. And we just acknowledge that. And we are grateful to you and we are grateful to them. God, I pray that um, as they step into this place of servant leadership where they, they humble themselves, they meet the needs of the body, Lord, that you would honor them, give them strength. God, I pray they'd work um, by the power of your spirit and not in their own strength. Help them to balance ministry time and family time and all their other commitments. Um, God, we thank you for them. Lord, I pray for our church, God, that, that not only um, how they serve practically, but God, the wisdom that they bring, Lord, that you would use people like these guys to help us hear your voice, hear your direction on who you're calling us to be and what you're calling us to do. We thank you for them. God, we lift up Deera right now. God, we pray over um, this knock on her head and the, the nausea and some of the things that are going on. And God, I just pray for full and complete healing, for no swelling or bruising. God, just minimize any of the symptoms of this possible concussion. We just pray for full and complete healing for her. Pray she could rest over the next day or two as needed, God, um, and she'd be back to full health quickly. Thank you for these men and women. Um, we love you. We commit them into your hands, and we commit our church body into your hands this year. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Love you guys. We're grateful for y'all. Can we give them one more hand as they go sit? Thanks for coming, buddy. I love you. Yeah, you can get out of here. Thanks, too. Okay. All right. Okay, we're doing great. A couple more quick things, and I'll let you guys get out of here. Y'all doing all right? Y'all hanging with me? Yeah. These are hard for me. I don't know why. I, it's, like, easier for me to get up and preach a sermon than to do this, but I, I just I know this is important for us to be communicating with each other, know what's going on in the body. And so a few more things. Um, we already talked about life groups. Those are going to happen and continue to grow. Um, Financial Peace University, Thomas is going to be leading that class. We were kind of taking interest at the end of the year, and we've got enough, we believe, for a, for a full class. And so whether you expressed interest or not, registration is now available for that. It's going to be here on Sundays right after church. Um, it'll last about nine weeks starting the Sunday after the Super Bowl. It's like the second Sunday in February the 10th. February 10th. Um, the most practical thing you can do is just go online and register, or you can even click in the e-bulletin to do that. But you can talk to Thomas if you've got questions. We'd love to encourage you guys to do that. Um, okay, and then I mentioned Mexico earlier, Brian and Rochelle. We've been in conversations with them, and we're finalizing details to take a trip down there in September. It's kind of the best time of year for them. Gives us time to save if you guys want to go. Um, it'll be a very reasonable price. Um, for them to host us, food and meals, lodging, everything involved while we're there, it's 25 bucks a day. They've got it figured out and got a great spot for us. So it's really just getting there. So we'll fly into San Diego, take, go across the border at Tijuana, take a bus, 
Um, how, many, how many of you ever thought about crossing the border at Tijuana? Um, sounds shady, but that's how we're going to get there. And then we'll do, do a bus ride down. So we're finalizing dates and costs. But if that's something that would be of interest to you, um, it, it's, it's a really cool opportunity for us to check in on them and encourage them. We'll serve while we're there. We're also going to dream about what it can look like doing more with them in the future. Um, so that's a really neat opportunity coming up in September. Um, I already mentioned the baptism conversation and life groups. Um, so listen, here's the deal. Y'all have heard all of this stuff. Um, m- what y'all can bring to the table going into this our own and bring to the table really simply um, it's just easy for me to remember there's three key things you can do you can bring your time your talent and your treasure that's how you can make an impact here in our body your time your talent and your treasure Um, your time giving you some specifics man you can be present and you can be consistent there's there's something about um, coming in and the body's here, and we're together. And then, man, new folks that might be finding us, when they can come in and go, oh, man, like, I see it. I'm experiencing this church family, these people who love me. And when, when I say consistent, I don't just mean consistently being here on Sunday, but I mean, like, being present, like, being aware of the other people that are here, making them feel welcome. Somebody welcomed you, we can be that for somebody else. And so con- consider doing that. Um, practically with your time, man, we can just use help. You know, there are two areas that will always be the areas that aren't fun for anybody. I mean, maybe some people like setting stuff up. I don't know. I don't. Um, Maybe some people like working with kids. I think a few actually do. Um, But listen, those are just areas that that can be tough. But we're a family, and there are things that need to be done. And it's, it's helpful for you to do them. There's some people who've been doing them faithfully for a very long time, consistently. And so we would just ask that you consider participating in that. It might give some people a break who could use a break. It, it might decrease how regularly people have to be here to help set up and tear down. And so please consider jumping in and doing those things. Beyond that, because giving isn't just about your time, I don't want you just to come and serve in ways that you don't want to. Um, there also are areas that we're gifted. We have talent. Um, our talent can be defined as spiritual gifts. That's what we're about to start studying next Sunday. We're going to spend about three weeks on that. If you know what those are, great. Let's lean into them and see how God might call you to use those within the body. If you don't know, let's discover them together over the next few weeks. But your gifts, um, your natural abilities. Some of us are just naturally gifted in certain areas. Some of us has developed skills in areas. I'm, I'm actually not a particularly organized person. I've just been in roles for so long where I kind of had to be. I've developed some skills at being somewhat organizational. So there might be skills you've developed. Then there's just the things that you're passionate about, areas that you just care deeply about. Don't just feel like you got to look around and go, what's already happening? And, oh, I don't necessarily see anything that fits me. Maybe that thing that's stirring in your heart is the thing you're supposed to start that you're supposed to do. Like, we're not micromanagers here, and we're never going to be the church that creates a bunch of programs and just tries to plug people in as cogs in the wheel. We're relational, and we have who we have. So if there are people in our body called to do certain things, man, let's do it, and we're going to cheer you on, and we'll come alongside. And so figure out what makes you tick. What are your giftings, your abilities, your passions? Let's step into those. Our church will benefit 
if we bring that to the table. Um, And then thirdly, your treasure. Listen, Jesus said where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If this is home, man, if you're participating here, we would encourage you to give. You you know me by now, and you know us. We don't beg for money. We don't make a big thing about it. There's a box over there. I'm supposed to mention it more than I do. I forget all the time. But but giving is part of how we worship God, and it's, it's part of how we contribute to this body that we're a part of. And so consider being a consistent giver here at the church and, and watch what happens with that. So, man, thank you guys. We love y'all. Um, the last thing I would encourage you to do is be flexible. Be in a church that's mobile and young and growing. Things change. You might walk in on a Sunday and the chairs are different and the background's a little different. Um, we've got some creative little tweaks we're looking at with the kids area that I think is going to be really cool, especially for the older kids. So, um, be flexible and, and be open to the changes that come. All right? We good? Cool. There's much more um, coming that I'm excited about that we'll see what the Lord has for us in the new year. But there's a little taste of where we've been, where we're at, where we're going. Let's pray and commit our plans to the Lord. All right, one more time, Father, we love you, we trust you. God, these are, these are our thoughts, um, our hopes, our dreams, our desires. But God, we commit this stuff into your hands. Um, God, direct us away from things we need to do different. Direct us, direct us toward things that you're calling us to. Um, help us to say no when we need to say no. Help us to say yes to your ideas. God, thank you for the things we have no idea that are coming our way. Um, God, if there's hard things that happen in our body this year, we trust that you're going to be present with us through those. God, if there are good things, growing things, things worthy of celebration, we thank you in advance for those. Um, Lord, we thank you that you are present with us. And so we commit our lives personally to you. We commit our church family to you. And Lord, we can't wait to see what you have in store for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.